science adam oh you know it do you like strange or unusual science adam uh yeah i what, do what what if that science was say weird science uh, okay yeah yeah you got my attention yeah right there i'll put in a little <laughs> clip of the fucking song um today's episode is going to be us uh, getting creeped out over John Hughes's classic weird, weird science. science. I just had to do the weird science voice. That's fine. I'm sure we'll do it more than once. <laughs> and if we don't, I'll make sure that we clip ourselves in doing it. It is actually kind of hard to say that without without saying weird science. Yeah, you I have to say it totally monotone, like yeah, weird science, or it's like weird science. <laughs> yeah, you have to. That's. I told you I watched Spiderhead, and it has the song "Blinded by Science" in it. Oh, and that is song. also a song that now I can't, I can't say blinded and science in the same like paragraph without was, singing that song. Was that also an Oingo Boingo song? That's a I great feel band. like it wasn't, but it sounded like it was. Yeah, there's a few bands of that era that all kind of had that sound. Yeah, it's all the new wave. Yeah, I love new wave. It's good I stuff. I do too, and it's very upsetting. That's almost as upsetting when you do things like tell my dad that you like disco. Yeah, I don't know why he he, he dislikes disco. Uh, He was just that generation, right? That was like their thing. It was just like, fuck disco. Well, that was half of their thing. Because the other half of them really liked disco. (laughs) That's true. Do you feel like it was half, though? I feel like disco was hated more than it was loved. No, hatred lasts longer. Huh. It was 50-50. You can go back and look at the sales. Yeah. Like it's split. That's what the huge thing. Yeah. I mean, that was like the rise of Detroit Rock City. The movie actually does a good job of depicting the split. Okay. And it was 50 50 amongst young people. Like, so none of the people who do anything or matter. Interesting. Yeah. Just go. John Hughes makes perverted movies. (laughs) Yes, he does. This is. I think the only John Hughes movie I've seen. If we're going through the list of movies you've seen, this might be the only movie about science you've seen that's not a documentary. (laughs) That was a straight up. That might have been harsh sounding, (laughs) but it's probably true. Yeah, I mean, besides a few, like what, Apollo 13 or like Interstellar. Well, have you seen Ex Machina? I would consider that science-y enough to be about science and... I've seen quite a few sci-fi. Yeah, but, but it's got to be, there's that even, because like Star Wars, I wouldn't consider about science. Right. Yeah. It's about magic. Yeah. I mean, space wizards, man. <laughs> space wizards. Have I gone yeah. on like public about my feelings about Star Wars yet? <laughs> I don't, do you want to? I don't know. A lot of people. <laughs> I don't hate Star Wars, but uh, Star Wars is... Um, you know how when you give kids like a fake car to play with and they like think it's super badass and you spend your whole time being like, yeah, man, you don't know shit. Uh, that's how I feel about Star Wars. Are you calling a uh, sci-fi community? Are you calling Star Wars Fisher Price sci-fi? Yes. If I had to, <laughs> if I had to put it into a nice soundbite such as that, I would say that Star Wars is Fisher Price sci-fi. I right. would clipped which isn't bad (laughs) (laughs) yeah i'm with you on that um it definitely is like general simple very easy to get into like it's sci-fi light i like that i like simple stories good that's that's a whole like when i say trash sci-fi because i read a lot of trash sci-fi novels it's not bad sci-fi it's just sci-fi with no actual sci yeah i'm with you on that yeah yeah john hughes pretty sure i have not seen any of his movies but he was like he did the vacation movies which i didn't know until... the vegas vacation movies the lampoons uh yeah national lampoons He's vacation. A lamp- i didn't know he was a lampoon yeah apparently being a lampoon is a thing i i've heard it before yeah 
I was surprised by that one because uh, I really That's had the no least idea. creepy movies I think I've heard that he's made other than Home Alone. Yeah. And I guess um, what the kid that was Gary or whatever was in the vacation movie too? Or he turned it down? One of the two. Gary was the dark haired one, right? Uh, no. Wait, the dark haired one did nothing ever again. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that guy was is actually like weirdly bitter. Hold on, I'm gonna pull this up. I meant That's to fine. have it up. Get those keys in there. I need samples. <laughs> uh, Anthony Michael Hall is the one that I'm talking about. Okay, because that name actually sounds familiar. But yeah, the blonde scrawny guy. Yeah, and his name in the movie was Gary, and he was in. Let's see, actor credits. He's been in a ton of stuff. Uh, yeah, he was in Vacation. He was Rusty Griswold. And I guess he, um, that's a bit of trivia about this movie, is he went on to do Weird Science, and they filmed some of the sequels for Vacation. I forget what they were called. There's like a few of them, like Christmas Vacation. Well, I think Vegas Vacation is one as well. Okay. Um, but he was actually supposed to be the kid in all the Vacation movies, and because he couldn't, because he was doing weird science, that became a theme of the vacation movies, is that the same actors never played the kids. Oh, it's not a bug, it's a feature. (laughs) Yeah, I guess I said that backwards. The kids were never played by the same actors. I think both ways you said it were right. (laughs) Okay. The actors were never played by the same kids. I mean, Uh, theoretically characters. Yeah, okay. I. I understood it both ways, and that's the point of language. Fuck. <laughs> um, what was I saying about him, though? Man, uh, already... How many things he was in? Yeah. Um, <laughs> lots. Was I, it lots? I guess that was it. Um, yeah. After that, well, after that, he was in a ton of stuff. Yeah. I'm not sure if he... I mean, he obviously was, like, very famous. I don't know if any of them were like oscar winning roles or something like that i thought he like stopped existing when he was probably like 25 um i mean right now like i'm just looking at his imdb he's still on uh the goldbergs the tv show oh that show's actually real fun yeah he's a security guard in it i have seen three seasons of that show and i've never seen that guy in it. <laughs> but he's also an adult so i don't know if i'd recognize him he does seem like a recent addition, too. It says he's only uh, 2019 to 22. Yeah, I for sure was not watching the Goldbergs during the pandemic. Yeah. I was too busy stocking up on uh, different rations of kinds. That was <laughs> that was my favorite part of the beginning of the pandemic when I was like, an excuse to buy rations. <laughs> yeah. I, I need canned food. No, Rice. I like literally went through all the brands. I like I because has all of the website information for all of the like meal plans for like two or three years like you get oh, the buckets yeah. full of freeze-dried shit or whatever yeah. so i went through and like sampled everything from a bunch of different companies nice yeah it's all <laughs> shit it all it's all basically macaroni quality yeah like it's not bad i love garbage food but i did stick with um 2500 calorie bricks of basically oatmeal nice that's like the safest thing yeah get some oats yeah so john hughes he wrote how fast <laughs> i don't know why i'm about to are like, you about to ask how fast do you think he wrote weird science yes because i think it was like a cocktail night <laughs> like him and his friends were at the bar that was in the movie they're like do you know it'd be fucking awesome drunk kids yeah. let's start there and they just started with that scene pretty but, much i think he so he wrote it in two days um the the title even came from uh, his buddy Joel Silver, who uh, I'm not sure of his exact title. He's some kind of movie producer. Um, he had just bought the rights to EC Comics. Do you know EC Comics? No, but I need to. Yeah, so All comic book knowledge is good knowledge. They're actually really cool, and I started reading more about them last night. Well, um, do you have a title that they have? Because there's a so good- Mad Magazine. Uh, was he their big thing and okay, so, uh, tales from the crypt yeah no okay so then i do yeah because i know lots of tales from the crypt that's my mom for a quite some time had a subscription to it yeah so uh ec came around at the same time when all the comic companies started and they were competitors like with dc and marvel 
Um, but they, it seems like they had less of like mainline kind of stuff, you know, like, oh, here's the X-Men, here's whatever superhero Spider-Man. Well, that stuff, they had, none of that was the mainstream stuff yet. Right. Yeah. I mean, a lot of that stuff started in like variety issues, like Batman, you know, yes. started from like a mystery comic like, or whatever. Specifically, you can't bring up X-Men in that because X-Men was specifically brought up for one reason. Yeah. Like it was made. Like, they made 500 characters just for the X-Men. <laughs> right. Yeah, so EC Comics, um, this guy, Joel Silver, had just bought all the rights to it. This is like the early 80s. And John Hughes is his friend, I think, was there to talk about other movies, maybe. Um, he sees them bringing in literal boxes of EC Comics and sees the title Weird Science. I guess... Um, so he didn't even come up with it. He purchased no. it unknowingly and then saw it. And he was like, what are we, uh, that one. <laughs> and he was just like, weird science. <laughs> That's how he yeah. read it. So Fucking they went with Oingo it. Boingo was hanging out there and they're like, oh, what about that weird science? <laughs> I don't know. Why was Oingo Boingo half Australian? We'll never know. <laughs> was Oingo Boingo Australian? That sounds Australian. Um, I don't think Danny Elfman is Australian, but maybe some of them are. So... The kind of funny thing about the EC Comics thing, though, so I guess Joel Silver and John Hughes had gone out to lunch. They saw some hot chick that sounds like they were, like, ogling her, talking about her or yeah, something. Yeah, it's John Hughes. Yeah. That's, I can only imagine that every single one of his movies starts with, like, I got a boner this one time. <laughs> so then they, I guess they were back in his office. That's when he sees these boxes being brought in. He sees the title Weird Science. And he's like, oh, what if some guys just made a hot woman? Weird science. Like, huh? What if I ripped off Mary Shelley? <laughs> but what's kind of interesting about it, um, he doesn't he didn't know this at the time, but they're actually in the weird science line. So this is like a line of store like short story comics. It wasn't just like, you know, a repeat series of the same stuff. Um, there was a story. It was called Made of the Future. Um, that was actually kind of the plot of Weird Science a little so bit. So Weird Science magazine existed before Weird Science, the show. Because Weird Science yes. magazine, I have copies of. I just assumed it was from the show. No, it's from like, I think the 50s, yeah, early, like so late 40s, early 50s. One of the best things that came out of my parents' divorce <laughs> was my dad's wife, so my stepmom, had uh, a bunch of Monster Magazine and like weird science and all of the like older when you could get cool stuff out of magazines magazines yeah um she just had like a couple hundred of them nice. so i got to i think i ended up collaging a bunch of them i don't know huh. i'm not exactly sure where all of those went but i did enjoy looking at them i'm actually really into mad magazine i never I got into mad magazine too. i liked it when i was a kid because it was rude <laughs> yeah, it's and like then very I'm all, I also I'm like totally that I'll be the rude one. I don't like reading that. I like being <laughs> the rude one. So every time I read Mad, I'm like competition. <laughs> Your regular regular Alfred E. Newman. I don't. Is that who does Mad? That's, I usually don't go with fart jokes. I think it might just be like competitive wise guys. We have <laughs> different styles. So every time I read Mad Magazine, I'm like, I would have done that better. <laughs> yeah, Alfred E. Newman is their mascot. Yeah, I'm, the guy with the big ears. Yeah. I was unaware that he wrote. I thought they just made fun of him in literally every episode. Issue? Issue. He's just like their mascot. Like, he kind of shows up and stuff. He He's kind of the prankster behind things, but he's also a dumbass himself. Yeah. He's an interesting character. I really love Alfred E. Newman and Mad. It was like kind of one of my first obsessions as a kid this is weird that we're getting into now we should definitely <laughs> side tangent this write that while i'll write it down while i'm editing that yeah. we should just do a magazines episode yeah because magazines be were a part of our childhood that don't ex like kids nowadays are not getting magazines yeah my dad buys all of the magazines that support the magazine industry right now you know what i thought of sorry to go on this weird tangent but it's fine we can cut all this out and use it for other episodes <laughs> yeah as far as things that kids don't know about like you just brought up uh tv channels 
Like they'll be like, oh yeah, you know, FX or MTV or yeah, whatever. the actual individual channels. Yeah, but if you're like channel twenty seven, they change like, now though. What? Like, do you know what a digital channel, like the actual number to a digital channel is? It's uh, three digits point, possibly three digits. Oh right, right. So, so yeah. them knowing that it's like twenty five for nowadays is like twenty five point seventeen. But I'm saying a lot of people straight up do not have numbers, right? They're like, oh, put in the Fire Stick and open up the YouTube TV app or whatever. And then they're like, yeah, yeah and go down but and that's select. Not, they're not going with digital cable, though. Or digital, normal TV, like free-to-air TV that's over digital waves. Right. They're going to a separate server. You still have to right. put in numbers to use a normal TV with an antenna. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But I'm saying that's not a reality, I think, for a lot of people. That's, I mean, I think a fire, what's a fire stick cost? Like $9 a month now? Uh, yeah, they're super cheap. Yeah, I don't really see any family that has a kid not being like, fucking buy one of these so we can <laughs> shut it up immediately. Yeah, like, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like That and like, can't you access like YouTube on some of those? Yeah. yeah. So it's it's so all just apps. Like that's what yeah. we have on our TV. You know, we have a, a Chromecast yeah. and it's like we just go to different apps, whether it's Netflix, I am Amazon. used to the conversation that's the exact same thing. It's like kids who don't know why their phone makes a noise. When they take a picture. <laughs> yeah, they've like, never seen a shutter. Why does it that's just the camera noise? They're like, they have no idea that that's why a camera does that. And to some degree, I think that that's bullshit. Because I've never had a kid ask me that or seen any reactions of real children to that. To a shutter? Or to the them shutter being noise. like, why does it do that? Because we have hundreds of movies where people yeah. use cameras. Yeah. And they, they always make a real big deal of... Like that you're looking at the camera and the aperture closes and opens while it makes that noise. Like there is so much data for kids to just know how that works on the thing we put them in front of all the time that I kind of think that that <laughs> argument is like completely manufactured by some bored guy that wants to make clip bait. <laughs> yeah, I haven't heard that one much. It's I like... used to hear it all the time. And since fact checking like went up, <laughs> it's all but disappeared. Yeah. I mean, that is a intuitive thing, too. I feel like if you had never seen it, you would still just be like, oh, well, yeah, that makes sense. How... It's like my eye. <laughs> well, if you didn't know how cameras worked, which right. you usually know after about eighth grade because they explain eyeballs. And while they're <laughs> explaining eyeballs, they go, fun fact, this is also how cameras work. Yeah. Because... Like, that's how you teach people stuff. You don't just, like, stare at them and go, this is an aperture, it is made. So, uh, Weird Science is what the movie was called yes. in America. But Oh, you went and looked up what this movie was called <laughs> other places? It did have different titles. Um... <laughs> They're all really great. My favorite one is probably the German release. It's called Cool Magic with Lisa. Oh, man. <laughs> I almost want to get that tattooed on my back real big. Yeah. Like cool in the magic. Harley Davidson shield, but make it <laughs> like so a shield still, but not the Harley Davidson shield, but with the Harley Davidson font and the rest of the shield has like wizards and shit really yeah. uh elegantly inlaid all the way through it like a nice lattice work in there nice good. <laughs> fun magic with lisa would you get it in the harley colors are you doing like orange it, and... i would try and get metallic now so i just recently found out that we have new colors able to tattoo on people like we can do cool oh, really? shit now and like we can do uh uv stuff like pretty safely and reliably now I've heard that the UV stuff, like, wears off, though. It, yeah, well, it's just it not long-lasting. It wears off chemically. It doesn't come out of your skin, which used to be the problem. Mm. So now if you treat it properly, because it does the same thing everything else does. So if you over-radiate it, basically you just have to keep your tattoos covered when you don't want it to use them up. Yeah, or the light will just eat away at it. Yeah, so the German release, Cool Magic with Lisa, the Russian release, oh, this is science. Or, I'm sorry, oh, this science. Specific? <laughs> I don't even get that one. Oh, this science, I guess that's it. 
It's like, hey, where'd you get that girl? Oh, this science. <laughs> what if it's a guy that's like, oh, this science? <laughs> Over here where I keep my Frankenstein knowledge? <laughs> that was Transylvania, right? Where where did Frankenstein take place? Frank, somewhere in Europe. Yeah. So I don't know where the story took place. I don't actually know where she wrote it, but I know it was on vacation in a castle. Where she wrote it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would assume there. I just always imagine European village of nondescript place. I've read Frankenstein like nine times. And it's never. <laughs> I want to say Barovia, but I think that's a made up place. Yeah. Let's see. I got to. Watch Barovia be part of fucking Dungeons and Dragons. Modern Prometheus, blah, blah. <laughs> England, Ireland, Italy, France, Scotland, Switzerland. What? All of this? Did well, it has tour? been around long enough, <clears throat> long enough that people have been customizing it. Yeah. There's a good chance that it wasn't mentioned because there is absolutely no reason to mention where it is in that book. Like, it does not matter. True. Generally speaking, good storytelling. If you don't have a super in-depth background, you go with as little as you possibly can. Yeah. Wow, this was a lot earlier than I thought. I thought this was like early 1900s. Oh, no. It was early 1800s. Yep. That's why the movie that I was talking about, Gothic, that's that's about them going, they're stuck on that island because they took a fucking boat and the guy's not coming back with the boat till he comes back. Like They're like, we're here for a week. The uh, the Finnish, Swedish, and a few other countries, so I'm guessing the Scandinavian countries, it was titled Dream Woman. Ah, Dream Woman. <laughs> she is Which, super fantastic Dream Woman. Yeah, I feel like it uh, takes the technological aspect out of it. Well, to be fair, very little real technological aspect was in it. Um, well, what do you mean? I, I mean, electricity makes woman. <laughs> So there is some part of me that really, really wants to sit here and make the stretch that they can put all of that programming in and they can hook it up to like a plastic doll. But the thing that would come out of it is like a dinosaur that's an amalgamation of all of like, I don't think that they could get a woman out of this. I think that they <laughs> could like, reanimate. Plastic is fossil fuels and fossil fuels are dinosaurs. <laughs> yeah, I think they can reanimate the plastic. Yeah. Like, in the plastics, going to be a dinosaur with whatever programming they put in it, because I 100% believe that their Amiga that they painted black. So. Was that an Amiga or was that a. that Was, <laughs> was it a Commodore? No. It, I had never heard of this computer. So it's a bit of an odd model, I think. It's a Memotech MTX 512. Weird. With so, an FDX add-on, I, well, I must add. Does it actually have the CPU and the keyboard? Because that's what I made that call based on. It does. Yeah. yeah. The only thing they modified was uh, they put blinking red lights. On the enter button. Yep. Yeah, because that's not a thing anywhere. Yeah. Even now, we don't do that. And we put lights on fucking everything. Yep. Yeah, and they only did it for that close-up shot. Where yes, they... and they reused that so shot <laughs> yeah. twice. I don't. Is it a good thing that I'm like... That looks like an, oh, another computer. Should I be able to see that? I mean, I thought the same thing. I think maybe just a lot of those computers of the era looked very similar. Well, that similar. was the original. I've had this conversation with my dad. Because he is of the firm belief that the CPU should still be in the keyboard. The CPU. Oh, there's a, a Raspberry Pi that's that way. It's well, kind that's of a cool... the way the Amiga is. Yeah. The monitor is just a fucking monitor and there is no tower. Right, you just have right. an actual disk drive. That, which, yeah, that whole era was like that. The Commodore was like that too, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. That's the only coding I know is on a fucking Commodore. <laughs> uh, which is, was fucking super stupid for me to learn. Because if I had spent the time I learned doing that, like on a real language that was even mildly, so that would have been like Windows 3, completely yeah. within my accessibility, I might not be doing a podcast. <laughs> well, programming is... Uh... You know my opinions on programming. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think it's good. I just think that it would have been slightly more lucrative. Yeah. Um, I'm not, I don't hate programming, by the way. I think it's actually really cool. It's just uh, it's a weird industry at the moment. Yeah, and I don't hate cooking. I just think <laughs> it's a shitty industry. Yeah. Turns out everything's good until we monetize it. Yeah. The Danish release was titled... 
touch me, I'm yours. Oh my fucking god, what is wrong with that? Oh. It's like this whole region was like, we know this is about computers and science, and there's well, a woman in it, but let's focus on the woman. So this is a perfect time to transition into that this movie is about a fake 30-year-old woman who has decided to give two 15-year-olds boners like regularly for like a week. Is it a week? It's two days. <laughs> Which so. is inappropriate. And they cut like right to the quick of it. They're just like, hmm, sexy boy time, ladies. <laughs> so uh, Kelly LeBrock, the woman who played Lisa, she described, and I think this is the perfect description of the character, she said that Lisa was Mary Poppins with breasts. That's not good. So, couple things. <laughs> Mary Poppins knew other magic people in the real world and took the kids on adventures. Did she? Yeah, she did. I'm trying to think. Who, the, the chimney, chimney sweep, sweep is a magic guy and the was old he guy that there? she knows. Yeah. I thought he was just cheery. No, he can access the weird cartoon world. Yeah, yeah, because he does the chalk thing. Yeah. Right? Okay. Yeah, he's magic and so I is the old man. I forgot if Mary brought the chalk to life or how it all no, went down. No, she does surprisingly little except for a walk around <laughs> in that movie. She's pretty much there as a chaperone and then, like, walks off regularly during Mary Poppins. Mary Poppins is one of those movies that is still fucking excellent to watch. Oh, like, yeah, I love Mary Poppins. It's like, uh, this has gotten weirder and less age-appropriate, like, every time I watch it. That guy's still alive, too, I think, Dick Van Dyke. I'm pretty sure he lives in Phoenix. I, Dick Van Dyke might have recently died. No, um, I feel like I just saw a picture of him, and yeah, I was like, I, damn, you look good for, like, I supposedly met Dick Van Dyke when I was a kid. Really? Yeah. In a fucking, or in the Toys R Us by PV Mall. Oh, okay. I was in a stroller, so I don't remember it at all, and people lie, so this could have been one of those. This guy that looked like Dick Van Dyke didn't say he wasn't Dick Van Dyke. Uh, yeah, he's he's still around. He's 96. He's, like, still working out. Well, I would. I think you kind of have to at 96. If you stop, it's shark rules. If you stop <laughs> moving, you just die. Gotta keep moving. You just see old ass Dick Van Dyke scooting across the floor. I'm kind of upset that I just said said shark rules. I know very well, Adam. Some sharks sleep. <laughs> Do they stop moving? Tiger sharks. They find whole caves of. Huh. Yeah. What is the thing about them stopping moving? It's just so their originally body they thought up. <laughs> that they had to move forward to propel uh, water through their gills, so they didn't like they basically run as siphons. Oh, and they would, like, dry out or something? They if would they didn't. suffocate. Yeah. Because there wasn't any fresh water going through their gills. That makes sense. Yeah, they could Yeah, except respirate. for they, do you know, every other thing that needs oxygen to live has a pump system. <laughs> except for that thing. Yeah. But when we were in middle school was when they discovered tiger sharks sleeping. Oh, okay. Because that was, like, a big deal for one of my middle school science teachers. And she made us watch like the beginning of tiger sharks and then i saw nothing about it for like 10 years and like turns out they do this shit all the time and live in caves of like 15 <laughs> so yeah nice so old people live in caves of about 15 when they do rest <laughs> more lisa facts i don't know if we need more lisa facts yeah you don't want Is more she... lisa facts well i find it very strange that she was like completely comfortable with the premise of this so she, Kelly LeBrock, the actor actress who played her, just seems like a fascinating person. She actually didn't even want to be in the movie. Yeah, I wouldn't either. So uh, Kelly Emberg, who was a Playboy playmate, was slotted for the role. She actually was on set, I think, two days. It was like two or three days or something. So she was hired, started doing the job, and then they were like, yo, this isn't going to work out. Um, brought in Kelly LeBrock, and she was actually on the beach with Sting at the time. The Sting of the police. <laughs> yeah. Did it say it's not going to work out because the original chick was like, hey, I'm not making out with a 15-year-old? <laughs> I'm not sure what went wrong with her, actually. I don't know that it's something that went wrong with her. Yeah. If you're in a situation with a bunch of people that have the ability to spin it, and you're like, <laughs> I'm not doing this, this is fucking weird. Yeah, true. And yeah, they're going to be like, yeah, she was difficult. Because <laughs> we told her that the premise of this was giving small children erections. 
Yeah. Like, dude, that's super weird. The fact that they couldn't have even just been like senior year. <laughs> like, that's all they had to do to make this an almost normal movie. Yeah, for real. They could have just added on a couple years. <laughs> yeah, like those actors are, I'm sure, of age. Mm-hmm. They did not need to make it a huge fucking deal. They could have just been like, it's their senior year and it's their last chance to get laid. I actually don't think they were of age, or at least not all of them. Well, I'm assuming some of the actual background high school kids were just straight high school kids. Right, but I mean, even the um, the second kid, I forget his name in the movie. The dark-haired Wyatt. kid? Yeah, yeah, the dark-haired kid. Uh, his real name is, I think, Ian Mitchell Smith. It's like either two I's or an I-L. Um, I'll just say Ian. But he, let's see, he was born 69, so in 85, he would have been 16. So he played a year younger than he was in real life. What what, what was, was his 15. age in the movie? 15? He was yeah. 15, I turned 16, and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Because they could have also just not put that part in there, and I would have assumed that they were all of age. Yeah. So this is a weird thing I found, too, <laughs> with him. Um, I was going through the... Uh, the titles of the movie in other countries i didn't get to my last one which is the japanese title and the title was electric venus which kind of makes sense like I mean, venus yeah. the woman whatever well, it, is also, she supposed to be the first woman no venus it depends on what you go with because venus is also like a god right i'm thinking of like um like the, the renaissance paintings yeah yeah that too yeah, I don't, I don't know. I just know the name Venus de Milo. And yeah. It's a famous <laughs> That's the one without the arms, I think. That's like a woman, yeah. Uh, anyway, so I actually like that title. I think it's pretty cool, Electric Venus. Yes, that's also very Japanese. Of Like, if I got the movie Electric Venus and Weird Science was what was played, I would be a little upset. <laughs> I would be expecting something with a little more, uh, like, depth to it. Like, I would expect Electric Venus to actually go into the intricacies of producing a brand new intelligence that only knew all media. There's a lot of that going on in movies where you just make something and it knows all media ever. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. It does make it sound more uh, academic or classical or something. Anyways, I read this article with this guy. This is probably like mid-2000s, like 2005 or something. And it was someone from the Austin newspaper. I guess he was living there at the time. Austin, Texas? Yes. I do, I'm waiting for you to be like, Austin, New Hampshire. <laughs> and um, it, it was a girl that was interviewing the guy. And she starts it off and she's like, oh my God, you were one of my first crushes. And he was like, that's cool. But tell me, was I the other kid? And she's like, oh, yeah, you were, like, you know, you're like the second <laughs> command or whatever in this movie. And he's like, yeah, that's what I thought. And he basically just goes on to be incredibly bitter through the rest of the interview. And she's like, well, but you do have a lot of fans, I'm sure, like, people write you all the time. And he's like, yeah, I've, I've got some uh, fans in Japan. You know, they call it electric penis over there. <laughs> it's so funny that he like so he's just like an upset disgruntled sidekick i th- i'm not sure if didn't that he was... get the makeout scene yeah so that yeah, was the he other got, thing like the full makeout scene which so people... i now know was a crime right like a legitimate crime yeah yeah that's why i was reminded of this guy so people asked him all the time they're like what was it like to kiss kelly lebrock and he's like Man, it was super uncomfortable and awkward because I was 15 and she was 30 and she was super hot and it was her job. Like, Yeah, this makes me <laughs> feel better because that kid is the most sane person in all of this. And I would assume that the person that they got from Playboy originally kind of picked up on that when they tried to make her make out with a fucking 16 year old boy. <laughs> and he was like, oh, and she was like, oh, is he not cool with this? I'm not going to do this. And they were like, you'll never work in Hollywood again. Yeah. So, interesting that you bring up Playboy, because Kelly LeBrock also was published in Playboy, but it was not authorized by her, which was a pretty common thing for Playboy to do in that day. They got in lots of trouble. A lot of people, because it it was either Penthouse or Playboy had send-in pictures of my wife. 
<laughs> like just completely which is a federal offense i'm pretty sure now i know it's at least yeah. a criminal offense but i think it might be federally illegal yeah i think so now yeah penthouse also published um or no it was hustler published photos of jacqueline kennedy onassis this is just like a thing back in the day same thing happened to brad pitt like he was in playgirl yeah but it was like unauthorized so anyways they she did sue playboy over it they took her to court or she took them to court and i don't know if this verdict would be any different today but the verdict seemed kind of wild to me the judge just threw out the case yes nowadays she would be able to sue them for millions of dollars (laughs) yeah but his reasoning was like well you know if if this in some way had harmed your image then we could award you damages but like you've got a smoking hot bod so everyone just likes this this is good for you yes (laughs) and that's all of that's terrible yeah i know i'm super glad we don't live there and we're not even quite out of that because i guarantee you she would still have to spend at least a million dollars to get them to take that shit down after she fucking won nowadays they'd be like well we paid you everything it's ours now but anyway back to the movie well in the movie they actually show the playboy that she's in so when the was she okay with that i think so and i i think even though this obviously upset her you know as it should uh, I think she kind of went with it. Well, she has to. Right. Yeah. No, this isn't. <laughs> she didn't go with it. That was her reality. Yeah, she spun it as positively as possible, I guess. Would yes, be producing your own psychosis. <laughs> yeah. We all do it with everything. Yeah. So when they're in the, uh, not the shower scene, but when they're with the two girls and then they turn into like other girls. They don't turn into other girls. They well, just right, are they leave. Yeah. They choose to make them weird analogs which in my mind i think that they i think that there was a scene planned where like an electricity strike happens and they turned into those girls and they just cut that part yeah (laughs) because that seemed like a very thing for that movie or like the second time they plugged everything in yeah like like, everything was flashing different shit like they turned into those guys and that was the actual problem but yeah it was weird that they just like had straight ugly analogs of those women right yeah because it definitely was they were very similar one last playboy (laughs) mention you remember the the woman who's playing the piano and then like the chimney sucks her out all her clothes get ripped off she was also in playboy her name's kim malin i think you will find that if you see almost every woman (laughs) from about 1975 till about 1995 that was just randomly naked in a movie she was either in playboy or hustler because that used to be a breakthrough thing that used to be like you'll be in my movie and you'll be famous <laughs> and they get like a couple titty scenes that actually weird tangent transferred into all of the like mid 90s early 2000 porn stars being in a bunch of uh really bad b movies but yeah. not as like sex symbols as like actresses which was super awkward they're not good actresses it's interesting what they're doing these days. Like, some of them are in movies, like B-movies or worse. And then some of them are just kind of like, I don't know, social personalities now, I suppose. Well, I like, think... I always see Mia Khalifa, Lana Rhodes, and who else? I feel like there's one other Didn't one. Mia Khalifa... Riley Reed are just, like, on all this stuff. Well, they all have contracts. I don't think any of those people actively make porn oh yeah none of them do anymore that's what i'm saying like your whole thing of like well this used to get you into hollywood i'm like now it gets you a weird it doesn't even get you that anymore like think about when those guys or when those women actually started being like advertised that was almost 15 years ago yeah those women were 10 years older than us then (laughs) like where are all of the up-and-coming people that should be getting that and really, I think what happens is they're like, we don't want to use the new girls for advertising because then that'll desensitize everybody. The porn industry is fucking weird. Yeah. There are. I feel like the newer girls are all getting into music, though. Like, do you know Carter Cruz? Well, what I think is actually happening is influencers becoming everything. Yeah. And they're just all being influencers. And one of the things they do as an influencer is some pornography. Yeah. Like, I don't even designate most of those women as people who make pornography i'm like oh you're just somebody who does a lot of shit and knows that people will pay to see you naked 
So yeah. it's like one of the facets of your brand. That's like Carter Cruz. It's interesting. You know, I started seeing her on like comedy stuff and music stuff. Um, and everyone would still kind of introduce her like, oh, she was formerly in porn. Like that was just something people always brought up. And now it's like you barely hear it about her anymore. Like she's a touring EDM musician and she's all right. I kind of enjoy her music. But yeah, she's like fully made the transition. Uh, anyways. A lot. Like, I used to love this movie a lot when I was a kid. Like, yeah. it was one of my favorite movies, and now it kind of disgusts me. <laughs> what spoke to you about it? When I was a kid? Yeah. Oh, the weird sound, all the computer stuff. Because I was dumb and flashing lights were cool. Yeah. Now I have moral fiber. <laughs> and uh, most of it, I'm like, wow, that's a terrible era of exploitation. <laughs> It did. I feel like this movie cemented and like things that came after it also cemented the use of fog with technology. They for sure got their uh, money's worth of that fog machine because they also fogged all of outside during the party. They did. Yeah. A lot of this movie felt like more of a music video to me. Like it seemed like several music videos strung together. Yeah, it was also real choppy. I did find it. I wouldn't say that it was necessarily hard to follow. You know, because the story is not complicated yeah. and it's like plain language, whatever. But there is something to this movie that is just kind of fever dream like. Yeah, there's no. <laughs> I mean, part of the problem is there is no uh, continuity. Yeah. But that's part of it, is that she kind of causes no continuity. Yeah. And, like, the fourth wall breaks in it are really subtle for something that you would assume would have, like, just nothing but fourth wall breaks. Yeah, the fourth wall breaks were interesting to me, too. I didn't know that that was, like, kind of the John Hughes style. It's not. Oh, really? I was on IMDb, it said that so that kind of became his thing. It's just, like, three movies. Three okay. of his movies, they do that. None of the just rest like of his the movies. high schooler movies. Yeah, and usually it's just a glance. It's not like they're so right. Uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off's the only one that he's like straight up like, hey, yeah, is that he even, is that John Hughes? Yeah, it is. Yeah, that's the only one that he's straight talking to him. There is like, so Breakfast Club has kind of a monologue at the beginning, but they don't talk to the screen the entire time. Okay, I can see how they might have like a glance that happens in there. Yeah, but. I feel like somebody is writing an IMDb trying to point out, like, the <laughs> exceptional stuff that somebody does instead of, like, the vast majority. Because, like, Home Alone, yeah. there are three of those that directly skews, like, whatever math we were doing in the first place. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, it did. I mean, that was a part of the movie that jumped out to me because I feel like it, like, modern kind of meme humor is that way like with the sound effects too that he yeah. was putting into certain stuff i liked it i thought it was pretty cool and it it just made me think like okay so they're doing this in the 80s i know these movies were popular and then it seems like people didn't really do it much in between not just a fourth wall i know people are always doing that you know there's like deadpool there's a ton of stuff but i guess that in the humorous kind of way like i feel like they did a little bit of like office humor like the show The Office? Where yeah. Well, the show The Office never actually breaks the fourth wall. Right. Well, because, no, they don't. Because the premise of the show is somebody is filming them. Right. So they're always right, just talking yeah. to the cameraman. Yeah, yeah. Okay, you're right. That's why, no, because for a long time, I didn't know. I've never, I, I hadn't seen the first episode of The Office. I watched The Office for the first time ever yeah. in 2020. Yeah, and yeah. I didn't realize that it was them filming a documentary which actually made the show better yeah because i was like why are we doing this there's <laughs> actually an explanation yeah but i need to pick oh i know what we haven't talked about the uh the road warrior guy Oh yeah, that was what that the one for one road warrior guy. That's what I was trying to fucking remember because I have since gone back and looked at some of the footage. 
yeah. to make sure that wasn't just somebody wearing that paint. But yeah, that is the one-for-one one Road Warrior guy at the end. It is the legit guy who wore the same makeup and costume that he had. His name's Vernon Wells. That's his real name? Yeah. I know he was the number two to the humongous. Yeah. So that was actually the first time that he had been in america as well was to film weird science because road warrior was filmed in australia i think we talked about that the other day wasn't all the road warriors in australia i think so at least the like the first few well all the way up until i don't know about thunderdome but i would assume that thunderdome is because there's only one american actress in it the uh, um there's in that same scene with the road warrior guy yeah there's uh, another guy, when they're all leaving, they're like, well, what are we going to do now? Or Talking something like that. Talking about Metal Face? Or The Mutant? Uh, I think it was The Mutant. It might have been Metal Face. Did he have a metal face? <laughs> well, I forget which character said the line. But he's like, well, I guess I'm just going to go back to my teaching job. Oh, that was The Mutant. Yeah, yeah. okay, it was The Mutant. Because he drops his weird voice, too. Metal Face keeps his synth voice when he's like, I'm going to leave, blah, blah, blah. Like, I can't actually understand what he says. But the mutant, like, completely drops all weird facade. He's like, you're not going to tell anyone about this, are you? <laughs> Go back to my teaching job. So that guy who said that line, though, I got to go back to my teaching job. He was also in a Motley Crue video. And in the Motley Crue video, he was a principal. So Was that around the same time? Yeah. Is he secretly been fucking uh what's it called method acting a principal <laughs> for his entire career and that's why he's never the main character that would be great is there a main character principal movie not that i can think of that would be an interesting concept i mean i know they've had like full staff yeah. of teachers but that's like a tv show setup i feel like what about that scene where they uh act like black people in a weird racist way i think about that <laughs> too much because i'm like that's a very progressive scene but that's still just massive amounts of racism shoved into it yeah so i guess that uh anthony michael hall gary the blonde kid yeah uh what he was doing in that scene was impersonating richard pryor who had some character i forget the name of the character um that basically just talked like those guys and so this kid he would just do it like as a funny impression on the set and people thought it was super funny so they had him do it in the movie but i guess it's a a richard Pryor impersonation well i mean that's slightly better yeah it does make it a little bit better it's like a weird it doesn't really fit in the movie i feel like in the movie and the fact that he's like a fucking 15 year old at a bar for the first time trying to be like a silly drunk like That's i don't true. know if you've ever been a 15 year old in a bar with a bunch of grown-ups drinking no you do some silly shit to get some <laughs> attention man i yeah. became the token young kid much like that and i guess if you had just created a strange woman you when you were a, a kid bit of a power trip yeah and you'd probably be like i don't know am i into weird stuff now how do well, i find out about this stuff she Go to also a bar? coaching him the whole time <laughs> yeah because the when he first wants to complain about that girl kicking him in the nuts, the story is not, Hey, she kicked me in the nuts, man! It's, <laughs> yeah, she hit me in the balls. Yeah. One more thing I've got. <laughs> Apparently, there was a story that, or rumor story that got started that Robert Downey Jr. shit in Kelly LeBrock's trailer during filming. I feel like I've heard this, but I had no idea it was from this movie. Yeah, so it was because he was in a Playboy interview, Playboy again, um, and he talked about how him and Robert Rustler, who's like the other bully bully. character, yeah, um, they on set would joke around and kind of like threaten, jokingly threaten people that they were going to shit in their trailers, Uh, and I guess they never did, except for this one time, and so when... Robert Downey Jr.'s telling the story to Playboy. He said that it was Kelly LeBrock's trailer. Um, But in a 2014 interview with Howard Stern, he went back on it and he said, no, it was this other uh, person, actually one of the women in the biker gang, um, Babette Prop. Babette Prop? Babette Prop? I I don't know anybody in the biker gang. 
that yeah. wasn't <laughs> forefront. Uh, that was whose trailer they actually shit in. So, real question. Did they take a shit in the bathroom in the trailer? I don't know. I never... Uh... Is this just a social faux pas, or is this... They took a shit in someone's bed, and it's like drunk frat house bullshit. Because <laughs> it's funny to take a normal shit in somebody's <laughs> toilet and be like, I know that this bothers you, so I did it. But yeah. it is not funny to shit where somebody lives, like, just outside of everything. Yeah, I just assumed that they were shitting on the floor or Me something. Me too, because that's the only... But then I went backwards in my head, because I have two friends that you're not allowed to shit at their house <laughs> shit at both of those friends houses numerous times because they told me not to i had no interest in doing it beforehand i'm actually mildly uncomfortable shitting in other people's houses just because i think it's rude to disappear for 20 minutes yeah like yep <laughs> that's a, those true facts you can take those home to the bank <laughs> well that's all i got you got any more weird science uh, I thought of something and then immediately forgot it. So I think, oh, that's why. Why is it always two bullies? Yeah, I don't know if it's like, is there no dynamic enough for one bully to I like hang out and be bully esque? Maybe they think the audience would feel too sad for just a singular bully. Like we'd be able to kind of peek into his life and be like, he's probably mean because other well, people are mean happens. to him. We know the story of Roger from yeah. the ancient texts, Doug. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, the classic text. Yeah. Roger ends up being, you know, a nice guy. He's just got a lot of problems. Right. Because his family lives in a trailer park, and apparently that makes you be a shitty parent, according to the 90s. But when it's two, then when you it's can two, really it's apparently him. funny. Yeah. You're like, oh, this <laughs> thing's happening to two people at once. <laughs> yeah. You're like, they could turn to each other and be nice, but they're not. They're yeah, just what creating they do is trouble. They create this weird fucking vacuum of just treating people <laughs> oddly this also goes into why is it always a lonesome dusty road why is it gotta be dusty it's what we know man specifically poisonous animal spirits which is like the worst kind to deal with 